and welcome to the True North CFL Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Leach CFL. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor Curry SK. And I'm Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Doing Radio and on Instagram at Carter Kennington. All right. And don't oh, forget yeah. to follow us on uh, social media. We're on Instagram, True North CFL Pod. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, what else are we on? Twitter. Well, All yeah, the fun Facebook. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're everywhere. Just search us. You'll find us. Oh, for sure. And then, so this episode is going to be about free agency coming up here. The tampering window, as of recording, is in two days. It's on January 31st. Is that the actual term for it? No, that's just what I call it. <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> that's what it is. It's the tampering like, window. Yeah, it allows yeah, players talk to other wild. teams. Yeah, yeah, but that'd be a wild name for it. Credit to Derek Taylor. That's where I got that name from. So, yeah, that that's what I just call it now. It's the tampering nice, window. Nice. On so Sunday, January thirtieth, the official free agency communication window opens. So they call it a communication window. Mm. And but actual free agency begins February 9th. So, oh man, we're actually sneaking up on that. January really did fly by for me, at least. It did for sure. We'll probably do a post free agency video, kind of mid or end of February. We'll probably give it like two weeks after free agency, just to yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say done. probably end of. I feel like halfway through February, it's like only a week after the market opens, we wouldn't have enough moves. Yeah, because it's like a week. It's like okay, you know, there's usually some big signings, but you know, week two there's also some. So I just want to wait a little bit first. So mm-hmm. you're wondering when you can expect our post free agency show. It's not going to be the day of free agency. You know, you got to chill. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a couple weeks after. So before we get into the top free agents in each position, let's break down needs for each team. So for BC, we have Canadian offensive linemen. As we know, they historically had one of the worst O lines in CFL history in the oh, previous boy. season. So they did make some adjustments last year. They got Riker Matthews at tackle and a couple other guys, but I still think they need to bring in some more Canadian talent on the interior and maybe at tackle. Then I think I said defensive tackles, another one. They don't get a ton of pressure from the interior, so they probably need to find somebody there. And then maybe look at a running back upgrade because both John White and Rutley are free agents. So if you're going to upgraded that position now is the time my biggest question for a running back upgrade though is who who do you upgrade from like who's becoming a free agent that you could actually like slot in there i would say shaq cooper from edmonton that explosive mm. running back remember okay, him? okay okay yeah. yeah 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 they let cj gable go for which i mean cj cj gable might still be a free agent I, I i can't remember i didn't see him on the list but I don't remember if he got signed in 2019 or not, so he might still be out there too. And then, honorable mention, we have established backup quarterback. I mean, they have a lot of young guys, like they have Nathan Rourke, the Canadian phenom quarterback from Ohio, and they have Vinny Testaverde Jr., and Will Arndt, but... I know some people I heard were clamoring that they need a more veteran backup. So, how do you guys feel about those picks? 
Yeah, no, I think those are the way to go. Definitely a running back upgrade uh, would be a good idea. And yeah, the the backup quarterback for sure is definitely needed there because if Mike's getting older in age, you know, you need that veteran or just like a certified guy that can actually throw the ball down the field. Yeah. Just, I mean, I I already made my opinion about this, uh, about BC's situation known with the R, like with the running back upgrade thing. But yeah, I agree with everything else. Another thing that concerns me is they might lose Brian Burnham. So they might want to look at maybe signing some receivers. So see what happens there. And then let's go to Calgary. So I think number one, they need a running back. They kind of went through a bunch of guys the last time we saw them. And the only one that's really left is Kadeem Carey. So, you know, maybe you look to sign someone to either upgrade from him or maybe a good backup for him. And yeah, then, no, I agree. And then for number two, I had defensive end because they might lose Cordero Law as well. So you might want to look into either still trying to retain him or bringing in someone new or bringing somebody back as we'll get into later. And then Eric Rogers is also a free agent. And so they might be in the market for a wide receiver in the off season. They also lost uh, Reggie Bagleton to the green Bay Packers. And he just signed a futures contract with them. So he's going to be sticking around there. Good to see. Um, I mean, I, if I could have one thing happen to Calgary, it would just be that none of these things get fixed and they just <laughs> <laughs> spend a year in the basement for once. Yeah, for that's once. what I'd like. But but um, no, but if we're talking about how to actually fix the team, that's what you got. to. Those are the spots you got to hit. For sure. And then say, Shane Bergman just retired. So that that's concerning for them as well. I think with yeah. him being God is one of the best all I'm in the league, I think. You might look at the draft for that position, that or there's not too many alignment out there, so I don't know what you do for Calgary well, there. That's the best place to get Canadian alignment is the CFL draft, so I bet that's coming their way. Definitely, when James and I do our mock drafts, I'll probably have to mar- uh, mark in no alignment to Calgary there. So, yeah, we'll see. And then. We'll move on to the Edmonton football team. I almost said the Eskimos there, but caught myself. So number Still one. Said it. Eh. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, you got me there. All right, so let's go. Their number one, I think, is Sam. Look at that roster. I don't really think they have a Sam right now. So that's definitely going to be a position of need for them. Defensive back, they have Jonathan Mincy, but I would like to see them maybe add a guy or two uh, for their, you know, back group there. And then defensive end American, because they lost Nick Usher, and unless they tend to go with two Canadian defensive ends, which I would be in full support of, uh, they probably need to sign an American defensive end. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I can see a tandem of Kwaku Bote and Matthew Betts. I feel like that'd be really fun to watch, but at the same time, how often do you see two Canadian defensive ends starting on the roster, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Because I mean, that's not really a spot that you just want to plug a Canadian into, just for the sake of being a ratio number, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Usually, there's like a defensive tackle in there. If you're doing that, you know, you shove the yeah. Canadian in the interior. But Boy, you got Willie Jefferson and Charleston Hughes and people like that on the outside instead. Yeah. Exactly. So let's move on to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here. Their biggest need is going to be they need a starting right guard to replace Dakota Shepley, who's with the San Francisco 49ers now. They lost Vladek last year at free agency to Toronto, so he's gone, and they don't necessarily have anybody who can step in and fill that slot, you know, on the roster. Maybe Braden Schramm, but ideally you'd like to go out and find somebody for that spot. Hmm. And then number two, I have linebackers. Both Solomon Alamimian and Cam Judge are free agents. So, oh, and Otha Foster. So, your three linebacker spots oh, are very much a... in question right now. Yeah, it's really scary. Yeah, I, I I was talking to these guys before the podcast. I said, oh, you know, I feel like Saskatchewan's got a lot of their guys. And now that I hear that, never mind. We've got a lot of guys on our <laughs> offense done, but yeah, our defense. We got all our DBs signed, too, but yeah, our front just, seven is in trouble. Every game's gotta be a shootout, or else you're just not gonna win. For sure. You need Fajardo to be dropping dimes, which he can. At least he did last year. I would also say a defensive end American. I know we signed Freddie Bishop, but I mean, let's be real, he's no Charleston Hughes. You know, Charleston Hughes is Charleston Hughes. He's one of the best in the game. I think... Sorry, I think you could even tie like a tackle into that too, because we they cut Zach Evans this off season too, and you got McKenna Henry in there, and he. But like that's kind of it. Looking at the roster too, I'm just gonna look at our tackles real quick because I I was fine with the tandem of Mac Henry and Charbel DeBeer for our uh American or not our American our Canadian defensive tackles. I thought they were more than adequate, but. I'm just going to look. Yeah, Charvel Devere. Falk is a free agent. Um, oh, we yeah, got it's... one guy from Edmonton here. Oh, Sterling Shippey was the guy they really liked that we brought in. So Right. So... It'll be interesting to see what he does. Trenton Thompson was a star recruit in high school. Didn't necessarily work out for him in the NFL, so now he's with the Riders. Yeah, so be- hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully these guys will make a names for themselves in the CFL this year. Yeah, like, the Riders have some interesting young defensive ends and defensive linemen in general that I'm really curious to kind of see. Like, Chris Livens is another name that I look at, and he could be really good. Demetrius Harris, another def- young defensive end who could be really good in the CFL. I think we still have A.C. Leonard, which is, you know... I don't know if he's going to be like the number one defensive end. I think him and Bishop as a tandem, it's definitely a downgrade from Hughes and Leonard. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard did yeah. have a good year last year, though, so I, I think he'll do all right. But even, yeah, taking Hughes away if he doesn't come back, he was always double teamed, so that means Leonard's going to have another guy on him now or something like that. And For yeah, sure, that's it's, definitely it's going to be less production. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Honorable mention, we have Sam, because like I said, in our front seven, all of our linebackers are 
free agents, including our Sam linebacker, Otha Foster. So that's another big concern we got to worry about. And now on to the Bombers. Number one, obviously wide receiver. When your top wide receiver only has like seven or 800 yards, you need to upgrade. Uh, for them, I also put a Sam linebacker. And for three, I had DBs because they lost sales and went, uh, yes, Winston he Rose. Went to BC. What? Really? <laughs> I, I thought that was yeah. John. I thought that was Jonathan Rose because there's Winston Rose no, and there's Jonathan Marcus Rose. Sales went to BC on a three-year oh, deal. Oh no! Okay, I forgot. I missed a that. A three-year deal. Okay, see. Either <laughs> way, he got recruited by Mike Riley. <laughs> he did. Jeez. He okay. He said that in an interview. And Ouch. Like, oh, it's unfortunate because Marcus Sales was great. But, I mean, if that's where he wanted to go, he got us a championship, so I can't even be like, you know, anyone can go wherever they want if they yeah. were that, you know, if they were that big for us getting that ring, so. Oh, for sure. Y'all definitely need a, you know, DB um, there, though. But, yeah, um, wide receivers, Brian Burnham. Dude, it starts tomorrow. We gonna <laughs> be hitting them DMs. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, Hopefully. Um. For Sam, I don't know who we got to really target, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just Damn excited. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those um, things tend to happen. Hey, they like I to mean, steal players from us, so I can see it. I mean, I don't That's think it's saying, stealing though. when they all decide to sign with us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's true. You take you take our bum players though, like you take them when they're out of their prime uh, as riders, and they come back. Willis except Jefferson? for except for a guy like. Well, okay, Jefferson and Dembski, fair. But Dembski was a hometown boy, and I don't know why we let Willie Jefferson go. That was a big mistake, but... Yeah. Could you imagine a tandem of Willie Jefferson and Charleston Hughes? That would have just been unfair. Didn't we have that? Did we? I don't remember if we did or not. Yeah, we did. I thought we had that for a year too, but it's just I don't remember it as well as I probably should. That was, the, that was like the year when Willie Jefferson was getting his pick sixes off the line. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. Dude, I'm I will say this. There's nothing more fun than seeing a D lineman get an interception. Oh like oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, talking about my boy Jackson, he got he has one career interception, one handed pick against Montreal. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like and it was just wild. It was before I knew him too, but I still went nuts. Still, it yeah reminded me of that. It's NFL, but if you remember BJ Raji for the Green Bay Packers getting that pick six, I think it was in the playoffs or go to the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like this big three hundred pound guy running down twenty yards <laughs> for the pick six. Jeez, yeah, good luck stopping him if you're the quarterback who's eighty <laughs> pounds. I love, I love. Those are my favorite type of videos on yeah. the NFL, like or and on any sports where it's like you know people like linemen when they do like a squib kick and the lineman gets it and he like rumbles yards. to the 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. no one wants to tackle him. It's just like, yeah, no, nope. nobody can. Yeah. Yeah. That was that Patriots lineman a couple years ago. Yeah. That did and he that. sat there and he's like holding the ball wrong and everything. Yeah. yeah. We all he's did that in high to. school though. We always had that one, or not high school, like grade school. We always had that one big kid at schoolyard football who none of you could <laughs> tackle. It always took like three yep. of you. Yeah. You know? So. That that's basically what that is, or that reminds me of. So let's move on to Hamilton. They badly need to replace, I think it's Mike Jones. 
at receiver. So they need to get a Canadian starter at wide receiver. I would say this is something you could easily solve in the draft because there's two sitting right there. And, um, what's his face? Jesse Palmer, who just had some really nice highlights from the Senior Bowl. If you want to check that out, go to 3 Down Nation. They have the video there. And then they have Terrell Janna, who was the guy who beat out Dijon Brissett for the starting job at Virginia last year at receiver. He's a guy that is super good. He has two years of good production, so he can probably start in the CFL next year. Him or Palmer, I think both would be good options for Hamilton to look at and see. And mm. then defensive back, uh, another thing for them. And then linebacker. Because I think, yeah. yeah, they're losing Larry Dean, I think, too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then we go to the Argos. They need defensive linemen. I put all across the board, basically, because they're losing Drake Nevis, and I really don't know what they have other than, like, a young Robbie Smith. They've got, um, I think, Craig Rowe. No, he's a free um, agent. He's free. He's a free yeah. agent too. Oh, yeah, they no. don't. Ha they oh, don't boy. have much over there. Yeah, so. they gotta bring either Nevis because, like, those those guys are both former bombers. I know how good they both are. Yeah, you like, gotta bring one of them back. Like Nevis is a great run stopper, and Roe was always a very good guy in the rotation. So it, it was gonna be interesting to see them started, but yeah, they're both free agents, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with them. Defensive back. That was a huge issue for them the last time we saw them. I don't want to say last season because technically last season was canceled, but you know. Uh, 2019 <laughs> was the last yeah. time we saw football, bro. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, that, that hurts. I was actually Didn't... just having the thought before we got on here. Like, that first game, if we, like, when we get back. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be so nice, and it's gonna be yeah. It's I'm gonna just be very nice. I'm so excited. I mean, like honestly, it's gonna be something cool because like Winnipeg's hosting the first season game back, the first regular season game back. But even if it wasn't like us, it's just gonna be a nice breath of fresh air to see that kickoff go. Hopefully with a hopefully with an arena filled with people or a stadium filled with people. Just yeah. I don't think we'll have that, oh, but yeah. we'll see how fast they roll these vaccines out. Because I mean, I heard I heard that we were supposed to have twenty million done by um, June. Because yeah, if we could get them done by June, what would happen is you know we could have you know no fans in preseason games, and then we could yeah. or like limited fans, and then you could I have mean, people back who can had, prove they I got have, their vaccine or whatever. Yeah, I've had I've had talks about that type of thing, but I feel like we're getting into politics with that, so let's let's keep the train moving. Uh, <laughs> wait, talking about COVID vaccines is politics now? Not not no 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 not COVID vaccines, just the whole idea of having some form of verification for your vaccine. Yeah, let's that's that's open to discrimination. Anyways, moving on. Okay, that's fair. All right. <laughs> And then I think we were on hit. Oh no, we we're on a uh, Toronto. Jeez, Toronto, we were yeah. Very long debate there. All right, and the third I had O lineman because they have a couple. They have that young Canadian started tackle, but they could definitely use some help. I think they lost Ryan Bondwin to retirement, mm. so yep, they definitely need to upgrade their offensive line. 
speaking of that, we go to Ottawa, who was very tempted to put everything, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, yeah, it was a tough one. I, mean, I don't think they needed everything. It was just like all their <laughs> skill positions. All <laughs> skill positions. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, pretty much it. They got Lewis it. Ward, don't they? Yeah. yeah they got Ward. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then so offensive line, and they're losing Evan Johnson, which is, you know, going to be an issue. So they have to address that. Defensive tackle, they got Cleon Lang, but they could use an American as well. And running back, John Crockett's a free agent, and you really don't have much behind him. So I feel yeah, like they could a, use a running back. Yeah, they just need a bigger, like, yeah, more. You know, you lost William Powell, and he was your thousand yard guy, and they haven't had that or close to. So you got to find that guy. For sure. And if you don't have a starting running back, how much pressure is that going to put on Nick Arbuckle to, yeah. oh, you know? It's going to crush him. Like, this is his first starting gig. You know, you got to give him. You know, probably a pretty solid running back to take at least some pressure off of him, you know? Yeah. Exactly. One guy that I'd like to see get more of a shot, because he's kind of been a perennial backup, but I don't think he's a free agent this year, would be Tim Flanders. Mm. Yeah, he's I like not him. bad. Former, former bomber, let me see what he's up to right now. Wasn't he with the Argos? Uh... Most recent year was still with us, but he signed somewhere for Ottawa. 2020. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he can be an interesting pickup. So now let's get into the top three free agents from each position. We do have honorable mentions for the positions that have a lot more free agents. Some obviously have more than others. So start off at quarterback. Our top quarterback free agent is McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who recently played in the Spring League, which, oddly enough, was in fall this year. So, Number two, Antonio Pipkin. Most recently, he signed with the Eskimos after being with the Alouettes, and he's free agent again. And then Canadian phenom Michael O'Connor a free agent. I really hope that someone signs him because I really like Michael O'Connor. And then honorable mentions to Montel Cozart, young quarterback Calgary was developing, and veteran CFLer Logan Kilgore. Yeah, I mean, no, I like that. I think McLeod, like, I really liked him and uh, I, I was excited to see him and Matt Nichols compete for the job there because I think they're both good and they compete well, but I think yeah, any team that picks him up, they could they could boost their quarterback stable for sure. I mean, I think in like in the man of three last names, in in his mind, he <laughs> believes he is a starter, that he is good enough to be a starter. He does not want to prove that. He wants yeah. someone to give them the keys yeah. right away. Yeah. Which I mean to be fair, after the year he had, everyone kind of thought he was a shoe in anyway, so it makes sense. Um yeah, I I could see him going to a team that needs a good second QB, and he could fight for the starting job. But yeah, like I really don't want to see Bethel Thompson fall into the land of like perennial backups because I do think he's good enough to get a start. He just needs the opportunity for sure. I think I honestly think he's a better quarterback than Matt Nichols, and I don't see too many places where he can go compete for a starting job. Maybe Ottawa if they're. Thinking about it, 
Cloud could probably push Arbuckle for that spot. Well, yeah, I was going to say, let's say things collapse in Ottawa. They could call him. Let's If he's not picked up mid-season, they could be like, yeah, come try to fix this. <laughs> or if nothing happens with NFL aspirations or something because he went to the Spring League, maybe Toronto takes him back too. Yeah, I'd like to see him uh, in Toronto because, just in my opinion, I think he could probably beat out Nichols. Yeah. And then... With quarterbacks out of the way, let's go to our running backs. So, at number one, you got Shaq Cooper, who was super explosive as a running back in Edmonton last time we saw him. Number two, Brandon Rutley. Uh, number three, Terrell Sutton. And honorable mentions to James Wilder, who recently went into coaching. It, he's listed as a free agent, so... I, I don't know if he's retired, retired, or, you know, maybe he'll come back if someone gives him a call. Uh, we got John Crockett, Chris Rainey, and John White are all free agents at running back. Yeah, I think, like, I think, honestly, like, Shaq Cooper, he could be a number one guy in the league and compete with, like, the the bigger names in the league. Not Not quite Andrew Harris, I don't think, but, like, he, to me, is almost, he could be on par with someone like William Powell. So, yeah, I think he should be picked up pretty quick by somebody, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names here that, like, they seem to be all close together. Like, all pretty close together, I find. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, it's all about, like, like, all these guys will help your teams. It's all about what type of running back I find, almost. Yeah, so definitely. Like, Terrell Sutton, he went to Hamilton at the end of the year. He was pretty good there. And then Brandon Rutley, when he got to play, he was really good. Uh, Wilder was criminally underused in Toronto, and when he did get used, he played well. And then Rocket was pretty decent in Ottawa. Yeah. Rainey is just all around. He's a guy that, you know, he's explosive. Play, you know, he can kick return. He can do everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think all those guys are pretty good. Uh, Shaq Cooper, I could totally see him going to BC or Ottawa and being a guy there. Then James Wilder, he was with Montreal to replace Standback, but I think Standback is back with Montreal now, so I'm not sure where he's going to go. Now, on to our wide receivers. There's some really good free agents at wide receiver this year. You could you could make an entire receiving line out of the wide receivers that are going to be free agents. You can make a, a team of free agents. They'd have a scary wide receiving core to work with here. Here are our top three wide receivers. Number one, Brian Burdum. Number two, Greg Ellingston. And then we got number three, Eric Rogers, with honorable mentions going to Devere Posey. Levi Noel, Jadarian Grant, Quan Bray, uh, what's it called? Pending his charges, obviously. Yeah, uh, if he's yeah. allowed. Yeah, because I thought he couldn't, and that's why Montreal released him, because he, he was caught, for those who don't know, with a NFL player from the Browns. They were trying to smuggle 150 pounds of marijuana across the border from Mexico to the United States, and they got caught and arrested, so. Yeah, 
Sure, by accident. <laughs> by man. accident. By accident, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Just someone just hand him a bunch of bags, like, what's in the bag? I don't know. Just bring it across the board. You know, like, bro. But yeah, like, if he can play, sure. He's a very good player. So obviously, people would love to have him. And we also got Kenny Lawler, the Bombers' leading receiver from last year, Lucky Whitehead, and Kenny Stafford. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, the list is unbelievable. Like, some of these guys, you know, they're Grey Cup, really, like, key players in the Grey Cup to win it. And Brian Burnham is arguably the best receiver in the league, like, behind maybe Brandon Banks. Like, he's up there and Canadian, too. No, wait, he's not. No, he's not. Canadian? No, he's not. No, sorry. I was thinking of somebody else. But, yeah, just, I mean, Greg Ellington, Eric Rogers, Devere Posey, Kenny Stafford, Lucky Whitehead, like, there's depth there, and these guys, these names are going to move around when free agency drops here, I bet. Quickly. I'm so excited to see where these guys end up. I'm yeah. so, yeah. so, so excited. I love, I, I, I'm scared Brian Burnham's going to go to Calgary. In my opinion, he is the best Ooh. receiver in the league. Because I will I think break he can, my headset. He can do <laughs> more, he can do more than Brandon Banks. That's why I'm I think he's a better so receiver. I'm so mad that you just That's suggested true. that. Like, my yeah. brain did not consider that. Hey, man, Eric so Rogers is a free agent, and they play the same spot, so. I'm so angry. You dude. never know if Calgary is, you know, feel like they could spend the money, they might uh, fork it out for Brian Burnham to replace Eric Rogers. I feel like, I feel like the one uh, Stephen A. Smith one, uh, meme where he's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> James, our resident draft and prospect excerpt, would love that because he's a Stan Peters fan, but obviously he's not here, unfortunately, to give his opinion on that. So, let's move on to O-linemen. Surprisingly, there actually wasn't a lot of O-linemen in free agency. I thought there would be more, but there's not. You know, last year there was a ton of them, but this year it's not so many. At number one, we have Sir Vincent Rogers, formerly of the Edmonton football team. He got injured uh, in the last season, played in 2019, and didn't play that year. But before that, he was a premier offensive tackle in Ottawa, so he's got a lot of talent. Matt O'Donnell is number two, the Canadian 6'11 offensive lineman. And then we got Canadian Evan Johnson, formerly of the Ottawa Red Blacks, with honorable mentions to Justin Renfro, offensive tackle. I believe he last played for BC. And a young guy with a lot of potential, Cody Speller, Canadian offensive lineman. Yeah, you know, I mean, oh, uh, like you said, it's there's not a lot of depth to it, but I mean, there are some there's some really good names there and Canadian names too, so. Like Sir Vincent Rogers, he could really boost somebody. Like let's say going back to Ottawa, that won't happen. But like even Montreal could use him, or let's say Calgary. But yeah, he he's a good name to have on your team for sure. Um, I just had a terribly amazing thought cross my mind about Cody Speller. So for those in the know, or well, just for those who are aware, uh, Winnipeg traded him to I think Toronto in exchange for the. Um, they moved up four spots in the draft or something. They like traded the negotiation rights for Cody Speller. What if Cody Speller just re-signs with Winnipeg? Like, what <laughs> wow. if this was a move just to screw them out of four spots in the draft? Like, is oh that God. allowed? I don't know. If he, just, if he just waits, like, surely that's some 
form of tampering if it is a thing that like they're trying to plan out but, yeah like, <laughs> if there's nothing wrong with that that could be the perfect crime oh my god yeah like, it was like when uh not the same but kind of like when durant took a 70 grand signing bonus and then <laughs> retired yep. that was great yeah. hey every rider fan was smiling that day it's smart business Oh, 100 percent Yeah, the team's giving me 70 grand and I want I'm debating retirement and I decide to retire after. I'm not giving you your money back. You know? Well, I mean I mean to be fair, that well, that's what a signing bonus is. Exactly. When they sign, so. And it's uh, the CFL, so get your money when you can. Exactly. And then yeah, I could see Montreal um wanting one of those two Canadians because they just lost a guy who retired at age 25. I believe it was Trey Rutherford decided to retire. So I wish him the best. He was a super good Canadian guard. So I could see them bringing in either Matt O'Donnell or Evan Johnson to replace him. And then let's go to the defensive side of the ball now. So at defensive tackle, we got number one, Micah Johnson. Number two, Zach Evans, who was released by the Riders. And Stephen Charles, formerly of the Edmonton football team. He didn't get a chance to play for them, but before that, he had been in the NFL for a good long while. And then honorable mention to Drake Nevis. You know, uh, Micah, he's going to, whoever he ends up on, I mean, I think he'll do well. The, the year he had with the Riders was a down year, but he's just going to bounce back from it. But Somebody I really like though when uh, is Drake Nevis. When he was with Winnipeg, just something about him. I I really like him and the way he plays, and I think he could help boost somebody. Like, well, I'd be okay with him in Saskatchewan. You know, coming in with Zach Evans gone now. I mean, it's like he's a good pickup. He's a surprisingly good pickup that's gone under the radar. And I mean, it kind of makes sense. He wasn't like a superstar in Winnipeg, but he got the job done and I feel like that went a little bit unnoticed. So Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean I if if I was Saskatchewan and he comes around and he signs with you guys, I'd be pretty happy with that, to be honest. Definitely. Uh Evis is a guy that you know, his stats aren't gonna jump out of you because I think one year he only had like four sacks or something like that. But the thing is you gotta remember A he's an interior offense uh defensive tackle. They don't get a ton of sacks. And then B, he's more of a run-stopping defensive tackle. So he's not always going to get to the quarterback, but he's going to help stop the run a ton. So, yeah, he definitely... I'd welcome him on the Riders for sure. So on to defensive end, we have number one, Charleston Hughes. That really hurts as a Rider fan. I'm really hoping we can get him back, but we'll see. And then number two, Cordero Law, formerly of Calgary. And Chris Kasher, who had last free agency signed with BC, but last played with Calgary. Honorable mentions to Alex Bazzi, Craig Rowe, and Adrian Tracy. Yeah, like if, if as a Ryder fan, if we don't get Charleston Hughes back, but we get Alex Bazzi, I'm okay with that exchange. I would be. A little younger. I think he's a little bigger too. Uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that one. But that's some really big names on that list that could like, I mean, as much as these other names too, but 
they could just really boost somebody who really needs it. Like, do you imagine Charleston Hughes going to Winnipeg? Oh God! And then him and Willie team up again, and oh, that would be that I would mean, be insane. I mean, that's fair, but I don't think they're going to. No, uh, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Charleston would sign here. I don't think Winnipeg would would really pursue them in the position that they're in right now. For sure, because no one's going to spend the bag for people. The only people I can see spending well, to the cap are Toronto because they're owned by a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. So they probably don't care if the Argos spend to the cap, even in a even pandemic. That. It's not even that, but you got to look at like, you know, they've signed, like the Bombers have signed guys like Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. Those are some solid names. Charleston Hughes is probably going to cost a lot. Maybe not as much as Jefferson, but probably more than Jeffcoat. Is yep. the upgrade that you're getting worth the amount more that you'll have to pay Charleston Hughes? Plus, you've already paid Jackson. He's with the team already. I so, would say no, because most teams are spending to the floor. They're not spending to the cap. Yeah, it's like, you, know? you want to, like, I'd say, I'd say hold on to what you got. And plus, I mean, you know that that tandem works. We saw it happen in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be necessarily stressed, but for a team that's looking to spend, Charleston Hughes would probably be very happy to provide services to a team like Toronto. Oh, no doubt. And then I look at uh, our linebackers here again. We're going to go to that. Uh, number one is Canadian Hinoch Mwamba. Number two, Cam Judge. Three, Larry Dean. With honorable mentions to Sullivan Alamimian. Kevin Brown, both Justin and Jordan Herdman, both Canadians from uh, St. FX. Not St. FX, they went to Simon Fraser. My bad. And then Dion Lacey, formerly of the NFL, Javon Santos Knox, Justin Tuggle, Canadian Adam Bonar, and Avery Williams. A whole gang of linebackers. Yeah. Those are some good linebackers. (laughs) Yeah, Hinock, Cam, Judge, and Larry Dean. Like, if you put them on a team, you have one of the best, like, linebacking cores in the league. I have, I have an unpopular opinion. Well, it might be an unpopular opinion. If you take everybody that is slated to be a free agent this year and you make them, like, if let's say everybody who's a free agent becomes the um a team the schooners yeah they win the Great Cup this upcoming cool. year. No chance. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent they win it. Like, without a doubt, you know. Like the only I don't position see a they huge weakness at any position. Really, I'm trying to look at our list here. Where would they be weak? Maybe defensive back, uh, like quarterback. Th- yeah, you no. got like quarterback. You hand Bethel Thompson the keys, basically saying, "Hey, if you screw this up, we're dead in the water." But again, <laughs> if he performs, then you're good. Like, yeah, he's he's just got to chuck it in the air because he's got Brian Burnham, Greg Ellingson, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and if you're Posey and yeah, Levi Noel, literally, literally and- you have you have Justin Medlock and Brett Lahr doing rock paper scissors every single game just to see who takes the kicks. Exactly. Going in either way, James Wilder, Shaq Cooper in the backfield. Like, yeah, you're like, on. You're oh my god! Yeah, like if if this was a if this was a team, they'd win the Grey Cup for sure. Like, oh my god. That's, yeah. Like, they even got a really good Sam, which uh, we can get into in a second here. But yeah, like, I look at where these guys could go, because the Riders are going to need some linebackers with them possibly losing both Judge and Alamimian. So. Well, they got their picks coming, apparently. Oh, yeah. And then we got our Sam linebackers. Now we're going to move into number one being Patrick Levels. Number two being Don Unumba. Number three being Bo Lacumbo. 
And honorable mentions to Chris Ackie, DeMarco Murray, and Otha Foster. Yeah, I really like Patrick Levels and Chris Ackie, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be okay if Patrick came to the Riders or Chris Aki, either way. And I mean, Otha, of course, I'd be happy if he came back. But yeah, those are some, some good names. I would it's love like, to have yeah, Bo Lacombo on the Riders because he can play literally everywhere. Like, he, he yeah. plays DB, he plays safety, he plays Sam. He just, I think he's played well before. He's played everything. So he's just one of those guys you can put anywhere. So I would love to see him on the Riders. What do you even say anymore? I feel like we've said, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, everybody, no, everybody no. on this list is special, like for sure, and like it's just insane. And then for cornerbacks, this is a potential weakness of the all free agency team. Uh, though there there are some good players here. We got Especially number got one, yeah, true. Number one, Ciante Evans. Number two, Frankie Williams. Number three, Money Hunter, who. I like Money Hunter, I'm not going to lie. And then, honorable mentions, Godfrey on Yekka. Canadian. Got to put the asterisks in there. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. Good, I mean, yeah. I, I'd like... I'd take Frankie Williams, because he can return the ball on the kicks, too, so... Yeah, mm. I, I'd take him. I like Money Hunter, because he's young. He's also a super talented defensive back. Siate Evans is established, and he's really good. Yeah. Do you like... All of these guys, even Godfrey Onyeka is a pretty good young Canadian defensive back. So, yeah, a guy like him even, like, all these guys are good, you know? And we go to safety. Surprisingly enough, we couldn't find three safeties. There actually was... <laughs> I've genuinely looked at the entire free agent list trying to find a third safety. I could not find one. So, we got number one, Taylor Loeffler. People forgot about him. He's gonna he's gonna wreck some people next year when he comes he back. Yeah, he had a down year. He had a down year in I thought Montreal. he got hurt and was out for the season or something in Montreal. That's why he didn't play. He like well, like when he was around, he wasn't making a lot of plays either. Like because he had a couple of games at least. Did? Let me look. Yeah, I'm I, pretty sure he did. I was sure he was out for the season. Let me I'm going to check this right now. Oh no, you're right. He played six games with Montreal. He did have a pick and a forced fumble, though, so he did. He did have a little bit of an impact for sure. But no. I mean, I I heard I've I've heard from a couple of people that he's not the greatest locker room guy. Really? Ooh, yeah. All right, you'll have to tell us about that off air. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. And then number two, we got Brandon Dozier, former CFL All Star. He's an American though, so generally a lot of teams don't take Americans at safety, so. He's a guy that plays anywhere. He can play DB, too. He's played Sam in the past, you know, so that's a guy that is just all-around good. And then on to special teams, because just because, you know, you don't, we didn't want to separate the kickers and putters. So number one, we got Justin Medlock, most accurate kicker in CFL history. We got Brett Lowther. And John Ryan. So. It's an all star cast oh, right there. Those are yeah. some names. <laughs> there there those are like two of good. the three best kick place kickers in the CFL. And John Ryan, who's one of the best punters in the entire league, too. That, Just, yeah. What more can you say? Exactly. <laughs> they're literally, yeah, they're the best. Like, what? There's one name, one name you could add to this that would be like 
that would just make it better, I think. And I mean, that would be Ward, but he's yeah. still with Ottawa. So. Ward or Richie Leone. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's go to our COVID activities. So for me, I'm going to recommend a show I discovered on Netflix called To the Lake. Basically, it's about a pandemic hits Moscow this of this super deadly virus. And this dad has to get not only his kid and his ex-wife, but also his new wife and her autistic son, as well as his dad and another family, to this cabin that his grandfather built. Out obviously at the lake. That's why it's called To the Lake. But it's super good, great show. It just it's really fun to watch, and I highly recommend it. Hmm. Might have to watch that. Yeah, I'm. I've uh, just been working lots. You know, working from home. It's almost been a year of working from home now. So it's, uh, you know, it's all right. <laughs> and uh, playing Star Wars Battlefront two, trying to get. Trying to get good online, but it's it's tough when uh, people have been playing for a couple of years and you're getting pwned by ten year olds. I do have to hold up and put an asterisk between my recommendation. It is not a family friendly show because there is mm. there is some nudity and there's it's a pretty gory show. So just like my previous recommendation, The Boys on Amazon, which you that one you should definitely watch. Great like this show. one, this one you should debate. The Boys, go watch that right now. That is such a good show. Uh. Yeah, but just I just had to put that warning out there because it it's not something you want to watch with your kids. But mm. you know, if you're a teenager or you know an adult, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Um. I had uh. So for people who I think I've said this on the show before, but I used to work at uh at EB Games, and I spent a lot of my time there talking with people about what type of games to get and all that. And one that I you know spent a lot of time trying to get people to steer away from was Assassin's Creed. It wasn't that good. And I ended up picking up one because it was on sale. And they've really proved me wrong, at least with Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've heard that some other ones are really bad, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey is surprisingly amazing, as well as Rocket League. It's free. Yeah, Rocket it's, League's free now. It's soccer with cars that fly around. It's great. Rocket it's League, so fun. I, I was actually so good at Rocket League at one point. Like oh. So fun. I, I, mean, I my, was uh, diamond in competitive yeah. mode for a while. Your friends I'm, finally made it to diamond, actually. Oh, God, yeah. it. It's fun. I highly recommend it. It's free. I can't believe it's free now. I remember back when you had to pay for it. Now it's free. That's awesome. And it's been around for like five years. True. Yeah. And then let's do our Super Bowl picks now. And uh, my pick is the Chiefs. I just don't think Tampa's young secondary is going to be a match for Patrick Mahomes. And I think if it turns into a shootout, uh, A, I like Kansas City's defense better. And B, uh, I like the Chiefs offense as a whole more than I like Tampa's if it turns into a shootout. Then again, well, it's Tom Brady, so yeah, I could be wrong. We'll see. It, it's going up against Tom Brady, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's trying to prove something. I wouldn't want to be in his way right now. I think I think it's going to be a, like a. I think it is going to be a shootout, but Tom comes out on top. Bucks. Um. So I'm like in my heart, I felt or like my head is saying Chiefs, but when I was making my picks for the Grey Cup. I, I was saying Winnipeg, not because of what my head was saying, but because of what I felt was just going to happen. 
And what I feel is going to happen is I feel like the Bucks are going to do it. I feel like something's going to go wrong, whether it's just whichever team has ball last or someone just goes huge, like just an insane catch or something like Rob Gronkowski reintroduces himself as like one of the league's best again. Like, I feel like someone on the Bucks is going to have a monster game and it's going to be someone. Honestly, I don't think it's going to be somebody that we really expect it to be. I think it might be like, it's going to be Scotty Miller. It's going to outrun nope. everybody. Canadian well, it's going to be tight like, end Anthony Enclair. I was going to say, yeah, if you need another reason to cheer for the Bucks, they got Canadian tight ended Riders draft pick Anthony Euclair on their team. Ooh, yeah, plus, exactly. plus, I, I would love it if Tom Brady, because like, I, I dislike people saying, like, oh, the only reason Tom Brady has those chips is because of Belichick. It'd be nice <laughs> for Tom Brady the first year that he goes to a different team, immediately wins. And it's like, well, it was definitely not Belichick. Well, you, you, you look at the Patriots right now. You look at the Pats right now. Where are they? You know? Like, so, yeah, it definitely wasn't all Bill who got those rings. Tom definitely had a part in that. So, yeah. Yeah. It'd it definitely be a good, be a good game. game. Yeah, for sure. Just make I, sure to stay away from Jackson Mahone's TikTok. TikToks. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, well, I actually put out the idea of us making one of those, so I'm not, I'm not shutting the door on that one yet. But A Jackson Mahone's TikTok? I no like an actual no like a true north CFL podcast TikTok. Nah. Yeah, no, we're not doing we're not doing I've I've seen that stuff on NFL memes IG. We're we're not gonna be doing that if we ever do make a TikTok yeah, and we announce that. It's gonna be highlights. That's all it's gonna be, that, you know? I've seen that too, but he like his Patrick got a concussion and he was just doing dances in a box. Like, <laughs> I saw that. I was on, like, no, man. no. Oh. Hey, and, and, and pride comes before the fall. Let me just like, you know, oh, yeah. a couple exactly. examples of that. Most importantly, Steelers. Oh, uh, yeah. Chase Claypool oh. and Juju. Hey, what man, are you doing? Don't, don't yeah, diss Mabletron. Juju, Juju yeah. Dead. Juju was the oh. one who danced on the opponent's turf. Blame him for, you know, all that. He my boy Chase Claypool out of this. To quote, to quote the YouTube channel Urinating Tree, uh, Chase Claypool was also one of those guys who had more TikToks than actual receptions. It's true. Oh, he yeah. That, yeah. That's probably true, unfortunately. See, my, uh, my brother's a Steelers fan, and uh, he, he didn't talk to me for about a week after they <laughs> lost because he was... Oh, I, God. Yeah, I just brought up Juju and... Yeah, it was just over. He hey, you watching Juju's TikTok? So mad. Yeah, he was so mad. God, I can't say it. They lost to the Browns, too. Just put yeah. some extra salt in there. Yeah. Yo, Tom Brady almost changed his number. I'm seeing on Instagram yep. now. To he almost seven. changed to, to seven to get his seventh ring. Wow. That Okay, that that'd was, be funny. He's a gangster. Oh, he's sure. a gangster. But, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in TB12. Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. And well, so... he probably he probably gave Godwin a nice little check too, though. Oh, for sure, yeah, he probably would have. Or Godwin would have given it out of respect. Who knows? Because that happens sometimes too. When a oh, honestly, yeah. I kind of Tom Brady's got so much money, I wouldn't have felt bad for being like, "Yo, sauce me a quick six figure check." And you yeah, got exactly. This. Yeah, I would not. It's, it's the, the NFL. It's the NFL, man. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, you got you got a baby mommy. You need to take care somebody, of here's some, here's somebody some cash. Say, Somebody say three percent of TB12 merchandise sales. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, genius, man. that'd be genius. That's like when George Lucas got all the merch, uh, the merch rights to Star Wars. Just a little history lesson for you folks who don't know that. 
because yeah, yeah, he he didn't get Sold paid. He didn't get paid a ton of money to make the original Star Wars, but he said he wanted all the merchandising rights to the franchise. And Fox, who originally made it, was like, "Ah, oh, sure, why not?" And I'm sure they're regretting that now because, yeah, it, it it's a billion dollar franchise with tons of merch. So, and I believe with that, I think we're gonna wrap the show up. Uh, anything from you guys? Uh, no, I think we're good, right? Yeah, just covered I all just, the stuff. Just, I just pray that the CFL comes back. I, no. I mean, nothing says it's not going to, but can't remember if I asked this or so not. It's been so long without. But on a percentage basis, what percentage do you give it that the CFL comes back in 2021? 60. I was going to say around that probably a little less, like 55%, because oh. I, I still think there's a better chance that it comes back than it doesn't, but it's not much more than a coin flip for me. I was at yeah, 85%, like, man, but But we'll it's see. with these, the vaccines getting delayed and everything, and yeah. they're going to have to have, you know, you're going to have to have, be, yeah, vaccines, so let's just say, and uh, yeah, like, it, it, sorry, we get most of our money from fans being in the stands, so if they can't yeah. do it, I could see them just skipping another year to try to save money, you know? Maybe. I, I, I don't like the, I don't like it if they do that, though. I think that's cause for alarm if we skip another year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But with that, we'll wrap up the show. If you want to find us, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Uh, I'm your host, Jimmy Leach, and this is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.